It's time for the January 28th, 2022 edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review. A vague recollection of the last 168 hours of history, broadcasting from the University of California at Irvine on KUCI 88.9 FM. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Hesper. Yeah. And, and as always, yeah. living his best life, <laughs> Mahler, the fake news dog. <laughs> living his best life. Hate it, Mahler. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good. Are you living your best life, Mike? I don't think so. You don't? You think there's more potential <laughs> in there, huh? I don't know. You know, uh, you open up one door, another door closes, or the yeah. window closes, or whatever that thing is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, open a window, a door closes. I, I you know. Open uh, a door. Open a door. Close another door. <laughs> close another door. The best life, though, you know, you got to, maybe you are living your best life. Maybe. Because maybe things are really that bad mm-hmm. that this is the best you can hope for. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or yeah. things are that good, yeah. and you don't recognize right. it. Right, right. I don't even know what that Whatever. means. Whatever, yeah, I was yeah. thinking the same thing. I mean, yeah, we all strive, huh? Yeah. we. Everybody's trying. We try to take care of the basics, at least yeah. I do, you know. Try to be nice to people. Yeah, don't kill too. anybody. That's yeah, kind of number one on my list. Yeah. It's a struggle. It is. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to kid you. It is. Today we'll be talking about frog legs, retinal scans, net metering, the crypto crash, mumps, sausages, and then some. Hear that, Mahler? Sausages. <laughs> yeah. I heard he lobbied hard for that story to yeah. be in this week. He did. Yeah, I know. I, I, when you hear it, you understand why. The back and forth why. on the, you know, the emails and all that, yeah. Now, speaking of sausages, Mike, have you ever been part of a menage a trois? Yeah, you know, I went to, yeah, it's a great dessert. It's a, yeah. it's got like. It's uh, like Neapolitan ice cream. Yeah, it's like a Neapolitan ice cream. Yeah. yeah. That's what you're talking about, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. No. And a little bit of sausage sprinkle <laughs> on top. Mm. From the New York Times, <laughs> under the headline, A Love Triangle is Challenging the Reign of Japan's Monkey Queen. Oh, God. Okay. This is in the New York Times. Okay, no, I'm so sure it, it's reputable. It's distinguished. All the news that's fit to print. Yakei, mm-hmm. a Japanese macaque monkey, yeah. has become the rare alpha female, climbing to the top of a strict hierarchy by fighting not only her own mother, but a trio of high-ranking males. Whoa. She is the first female leader in the Takasakayama Natural Zoological Garden's 70-year history and presides over a monkey troop of 677. Amazing. Yakei does. Last April, she beat up her own mother to claim the top spot among the females of her troop. Who beats up their mom anyway? I, that is that's some that's some far out stuff. There. Yeah, you, I guess you get in the New York Times if you beat up your mom. I guess so. What's wrong with that paper? Yeah, yeah. While uh, most female monkeys would be content there after beating up their mom, yeah, yeah, uh, Yakei continued to fight, assaulting three high-ranking males and then coming after. Uh, coming after and defeating Nan Chu, who had led the troop for five years. Another guy, monkey. Since then, Yake has shown some behaviors typically seen only in dominant males, like walking with her tail up and shaking tree branches with her body. I always do that when I'm feeling dominant. (laughs) Yeah. 
But mating season could bring about changes for yake. Oh, there you go. During the breeding season, male and female macaques, which are polyg polygamous, form pair bonds. They mate, feed, rest, and travel with their partners for an average of 16 days. Okay. After this period, the bond dissolves and the females seek new partners. Yeah. Females typically mate with an average of four males each breeding season. Okay. Well, yeah. this is... Women. Does this lead to more dominant females? I mean, do they... No, I think it's just what they, they do. Just, and and reproduction-wise, yeah. it's a, uh, a better deal. Yeah, I guess. Darwinianistly speaking. Yeah, yeah. During previous breeding seasons, Yake paired with Goro. I like that name. Goro. Goro. I wish I could be called Goro. Yeah, yeah. That would be Goro your... Callahan. Or... Yeah, Molly. You like that? Yeah. You hear that? If you hear Goro, yeah, you're thinking this guy is probably pretty badass. Yeah, you think, think so. You think so. Anyway, Yakir, during previous breeding seasons, yeah. Yakir paired with Goro, a 15-year-old male ranked sixth within the troop. Okay. Goro bit Yakir in the face in 2019, a move that caused her bottom to flesh bright red. Yeah, a sign she was ready and willing to take him as a mate. So that's when you know, Mike. You bite somebody in You bite someone in the face. face. If their bottom turns bright red, you know, bingo. This is a little bit out of my league. So, yeah. Wow. However, Yake has claimed the troop's top spot. Goro, however, since Yake has claimed the troop's top spot, Goro, seemed to have lost, Goro seems to have lost interest in her. Now that she's, you know, making an that she's governor. Yeah. She's yeah, governor. who yeah. needs her anymore, you know? Or or he feels, I guess he might feel a little bit uh, emasculated. Yeah, yeah. I would, you know, honestly, I mean, there's probably been a lot of study of the this particular tribe, if you will. Yeah, troop. Troop. I'm sure that's true. I, I don't... You're sure it's I'm, true? I'm not sure it's true. I mean... I'd be curious to find out if that's actually true, yeah. what you said. what I just said. Yeah. They, they're not saying anything like that. That's me. Yeah. 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 Since then, another male, an 18-year-old named Luffy, ranked fifth in the troop. So she's sixth and fifth out of these, you know, whatever, there'd be probably about 320 males. She's going for number five and six. Wonder what happened to, you know, two, three, and four. What What is this? This is like Caesar's, you know... Um, yeah. Sports bar? What are they? I don't do they know. sit around know all they day do. long and are they throwing money? Are they throwing yen into this? Like, I'll take the fourth seed in this next round. I mean, well, it, some monkeys are. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There you Since go. Since then, another male, an 18-year-old named Luffy, ranked fifth in the troop, has tried to woo Yake, okay. but now Yake's distaste for Luffy is evolving into something akin to fear. Yake has shown a facial expression known as fear grimace. You know that one. Well, they bring uh, back, uh, 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 bring back their lips there. Typical for subordinate individuals against Luffy, who has been pushing Yake away to monopolize food. Ooh, yeah, well, that's he's true. pushing her out of the way of her food. Uh -oh. So is Yake's behavior the result of a foul from power? You think? Uh, I think so. I uh, stay uh -huh. tuned. Yeah, or simply a sign she doesn't wish to mate with Luffy. Hmm. You know. Yeah, and I yeah. thought dating was complicated. Tune in next week for another episode of Dirty Sexy Monkey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> it's on Mahler's watch list. Yeah. I don't know if you know that. You but like yeah, that yeah. show, Mahler? Yeah, he's he's yeah. he's he's got it. Yeah. 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 Uh huh. Why not? Any interspecies show, he's he's down for. Speaking of monkeys, yeah. From ABC News, a monkey with ghostly white circles around its eyes is among 224 new species listed in the World Wildlife Fund's latest update on the greater Mekong region, which includes Vietnam, Cambodia, Laos, Thailand, and Myanmar. Oh, wow. That big. Okay. Big region. 224 new species. 224 new species. Well, I would just say new in the sense that we've discovered them. Yeah. Not that they just... Yeah, they just didn't just, they just spring pop up. up yeah. hey, you know, we've, we've species is, you know, our little thing. Right, so that's... Right, that's. Right. Yeah. I think there's some justification in yeah. saying yeah. new species. Yeah. Otherwise, they're just hanging out. Yeah. They don't yeah. run around saying, hey, I'm a new species. Look at me. Yeah. I'm over here. Or I've been here for a long time. What do you mean new? Yeah, exactly. I'd be a little offended. What do you mean? My grandpappy would <laughs> be upset with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe not. Maybe. maybe he likes to hide. Doesn't like being called a species. Yeah. It's kind of a, you know, almost a racist thing. Why identify? Why are you singling me out? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There yeah. are dozens of newly identified reptiles, frogs and newts, fish, and 155 plant species, including the only known succulent bamboo species. That's wild. Succulent, succulent bamboo. bamboo. The monkey, a new species of Popa langur, was the only new mammal. Only one new species that was a mammal. Its two main distinguishing characteristics were the broad white rings around its eyes and its front pointing whiskers. So they're sticking straight out. You could poke out another monkey's eyes with one of those. Not all new species were found deep in jungles. Okay. One of the new plant species is a ginger plant called stink bug for its pungent odor, similar to big beetles that Thais use to make a kind of chili dipping paste served with rice. <laughs> it was found in northeastern Thailand in a plant shop. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Okay. You can just go in and buy this new species. The stink bug. What is yeah. it called? The stink, stink bug. The stink bug. Yeah. Pretty good, huh? Yeah, you know, it's pretty amazing. And I don't know if this is relevant. I'm going to say it anyway. What the hell? For a region of the world that has been the subject of an insane amount of violence, military-led violence, Laos particularly, but Vietnam, Cambodia, it's kind of remarkable they're still finding new species. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot. Yeah, of, that's a lot of punishment. How many more were just napalmed out of existence? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. If they found the stink bug in a flower shop in Thailand, yeah. I wonder where it... It began, and, yeah. and, and the impact of now 50 years later of all the wars that were going on. If this news makes you hungry, may I recommend a donation to KUCI as an hors d'oeuvre? <laughs> Just go to KUCI.org. Your generous donation is how we stay on air. Commercial-free, free-form, free-speech radio, KUCI, 88.9... FM. Yes, Mahler. From Science Advances. A new study found that frogs can regrow amputated legs after treatment with a five-chemical cocktail. Wow. Yeah. So you could be in a French restaurant and you could be eating the same frog, like, for a long, long time. I mean, you know what I'm saying here? I know what you're saying. Yeah. It's, that's good for the French. Oh, 
It's good for the frogs. It's good for the frogs. Yeah. It's good for the frogs. And it might be good for us one day. You never know. Oh, that's true. The frogs in the study were African clawed frogs, a species that cannot naturally regenerate its own limbs. Researchers triggered the frog's dormant regenerative process by enclosing a recently amputated stub in a silicon cap, a silicone cap containing five pro-regenerative compounds. So they, they took an amputated stub and mixed it in with these p compounds. Uh, each drug fulfilled its own purpose, including reducing inflammation, inhibiting the production of collagen that would lead to scarring, and encouraging the growth of new nerve fibers, blood vessels, and muscle. The frogs wore the drug-dispersing bioreactor around their amputated hind leg for just 24 hours, and the progress of their limb regeneration uh, was closely monitored for 18 months after that. The frogs that received the treatment experienced long-term increases in bone length, soft tissue patterning, and neuromuscular repair. Now, it doesn't sound like they had perfect legs, but they were moving in that direction. Their new limbs featured bone structure similar to a natural limb's bone, a richer complement of internal tissues, including neurons, and even some toes wow. at the end of the limb. Well, you know, even some toes. Yeah, but you're right. Yeah. This, I mean, this is pretty amazing. Yeah, it is kind of remarkable. Those researchers are now testing the approach in mammals it may have the potential to be tested in humans one day. Amen to science, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's for good and for not so good, but this is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mother. From Cosmos Magazine, a new AI system uses retinal scans to predict the risk of heart attack with 70 to 80% accuracy. Okay. The system reads the condition of tiny blood vessels in the retina, which can be indicators of broader vascular disease, including heart problems, the system is a breakthrough that could transform the way we screen for and track the early signs of heart disease. Retinal scans are comparatively, comparatively cheap and routinely used in many opticians' practices. Yes. So you just go in, get your eyes checked, and they check you for a heart attack, too. You know, the most amazing thing about that story that you just read about scanning our retinal retinas to yeah. find out if they're were prone to a heart attack is that there's still a Cosmos magazine? Cosmos? What do you mean there still is? Wasn't there a women's magazine called? Cosmo. Cosmo. Oh, oh my bad. Cosmopolitan. I'm my bad. Okay. Cosmos. Oh, that's you know, a, like that's a Cosmos Topper. Okay, gotcha. That's you know, a like, science thing. Like uh, uh, Carl Sagan. Yes. Uh, okay, I gotcha. From the Associated Press. You know what's amazing? They're still on Associated well, Press. Well, look at that. That is amazing, yeah. actually. A new bill would ban the Cosmopolitan. Wasn't there a magazine called? Yeah, yeah, they, that Burt Reynolds. Maybe they called Wasn't it. Burt maybe Reynolds they, yeah, I think that's the one. But they, they had they, the fold out in Cosmo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, they, but I think they had a thing that they just called it Cosmo. Who else had a fold out in Cosmo? Remember? <laughs> I don't know. But I do remember, yeah, yeah. it was a big thing, Burt Reynolds. And, yeah. You? Was Mahler, that, was that, was Mahler that? had a fold-out in Cosmo. <laughs> Mahler he did that full-page spread there. Yeah, they sold that out. Fold out. That was sold out. Anyway, yes. from the Associated Press, a new bill would ban the sale of single-use cigarette filters, e-cigarettes, and vape products in California. It would ban the sale. Ban the sale. Okay, good. 
Well, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Cigarette filters, I understand, kind of, but... Anyway. For more than a half a century, tobacco filters have caused a public and an environmental health crisis that found renewed vigor in recent years as the tobacco industry began to sell electronic vape products. Assemblyman Luz, Luz Rivas, a Democrat of North Hollywood, who introduced the bill, said, Our planet is at a critical tipping point. Cigarette filters destroy our environment unlike any other discarded waste, and the toxic chemicals found in electronic vapes seep into our fragile ecosystems, all while also damaging individuals' health and with hazardous smoke. Okay. I guess. I mean, yeah, he's right. About the, the well, yeah, the but in one of the, we unlike a, any other discarded waste, well, we have nuclear waste, which no, I assume, have, yeah, I don't know I assume if, would be a little more toxic. Yeah, but and and what about just an oil spill? An oil spill. There are other things, and if it's going to create a black market, and we're going to be people getting killed because they they're trying to vape and yeah. all that kind of, I don't know. People yeah. stop being stupid. Stop. stop yeah, but there are other ways to be stupid too. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. pick your poison. Yeah, I don't know. As long as they're not blowing it directly in my face. I mean, he's, I'm sure what he's saying factually is correct. The stuff, the chemicals they put in vapes and, and in cigarettes. Well, that's the other thing with vapes. I've been smoking one for like six years. Yeah. Yeah. And it's technically vaporizes flour, right. as they call it. Right. Right. It's, it's not a throwaway vape. But you, right. But you're not putting a canister of You're not really putting a canister of something I don't know. It's not flavored. That's the deal. Yes. If they got rid of the canisters, but this gives vapes in general yeah, a bad that. reputation. Yeah, yeah, you're right. When all it's doing is applying a very low heat to whatever it is, it's vaporizing yeah, yeah. instead of burning it. Right. Those liberal do-gooders are trying to... Well, I don't know about that. I think, here, I think this but... guy is... The other thing is, is all's going after cigarettes. Right. You know, go after the big guns sometimes. Yeah. 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 Assembly Bill 1690 would authorize local pr prosecutors to levy a fine of $500 per violation. Ouch. A similar measure is being proposed in the New York legislature. How you doing there, Mike? I'm doing okay. Yeah. doing okay. Gonna make it through this uh, episode of Weekly Signals. You know, I'm I am fired up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, give me something here I can I can chew on and okay. really I'll piss people off. That's you know, we're I'm... coming up on our twentieth anniversary. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. You told me that. I'm not sure. I don't it count. Is. I and honestly, I don't know. But yeah. it seems like it seems we like started in 2010. It's been way too long. It's been a long journey. Yeah. What a long, strange trip it's been. Yeah, but so we are accepting checks, <laughs> and cash would be preferred. Yeah, cash, though. perfect. Yeah, 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 perfect. And uh, there's there's a mailbox that here. At, well, you have to get in the lobby. Yeah. Yeah. So that I don't know. Oh I yeah, think, just you have to get in the lobby. How are we gonna get that money? You see just what make, I'm saying? Just put the cash under the door at oh, KUCI. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. say yeah. Yeah. Mike and, and Nathan. And, yeah. Put Mike and Nathan. Just draw it underneath uh, <laughs> what Abraham Lincoln. Who, <laughs> Who, so we, not, so no. we know how much is in yeah, there. Whatever, so. whoever. Yeah. 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 They, <laughs> okay. Charles Nelson Riley. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last week we talked about Arnold Schwarzenegger's opinion on the New York Times. Yeah. Uh, about uh, the California Public Utilities Commission upcoming decision on rooftop solar panels. Yes. Remember that? Yes. Uh, Arnie said that the commission is considering a plan that would make rooftop solar power too costly for many Californians because it would include a new monthly 
grid participation charge. Yeah, and as I recall, I was bagging on Arnie, and I was yeah, telling you I and saw I was, him at the well, salad was, bar and all that. You were bagging. You were saying he was great. He was great on that. Yeah. The whole way he got to be governor, I was not so great. Oh, we were going by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was. But, yeah, but anyway, I was let's say how much I didn't like Jay Leno. Let's bury that hatchet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So now what? So uh, the grid participation charge participation charge would average an estimated $57 a month for solar customers just and wrong. everyone else wouldn't pay this. That's just wrong. So Arnold snorted and said uh, yeah. it's a solar tax. <laughs> yes. That's what he said. Okay, it's so a solar there's, a, tax. there's an update to the story is what you're going to... California's solar tax. <laughs> and now for another point of view we turn to Grist Magazine. Grist. Yes. Grist. And by the way, I just uh, happened to pop open my L.A. Times this morning, and Michael Hiltzik is kind of on the same page as Grist magazine. Okay. Tell me what that is. California's plan to slash solar subsidies seems backwards. Yes. Subsidies. But it's not. It ain't backwards. The so-called solar tax could be a boon for low-income families. Be in other words... Okay. It would be good to have this so-called solar tax. Because, tell me why. Since it was introduced over 25 years ago, the existing program known as net metering has transformed from a helpful boost to a nascent industry to a regressive program that unfairly burdens California's lower-income families with higher electrical bills. The Natural Resources Defense Council utility companies and several consumer advocacy groups all support the commission's proposal. Really? Yeah. Here's why. When electricity flows back into the larger system, solar panel owners get paid by the utility at the retail rate for electricity, around 20 to 30 cents per kilowatt hour. That's a great deal for rooftop solar owners who sometimes receive negative electricity bills because of their solar output. But it's a raw deal for everyone else. When a rooftop solar customer sells a kilowatt hour of electricity back to the grid, they get paid around 20 to 30 cents by the utility, but that power is only worth about seven to nine cents to the utility company. Uh, that 10 to 20 cent gap gets paid by every other California customer. Okay. Now you could say, well, the utility company should pay for it. Or we, but we they don't. Of, but can't we figure out a way to make it work economically so that? Do we want? Maybe. Do but, we want to? Go ahead. You're going to tell but, me more. But, but just but, like, yeah. but, uh, but, what? Michael Hiltzik and Gris Magazine are saying is that uh, Schwarzenegger is painting himself into a corner on the other side of this argument. Okay. All right. One analysis by researchers at the University of California, Berkeley, estimated that California households are now paying between $50 and $225 more every year in electricity costs to offset the net metering program. Okay. Consumer advocacy groups and utilities say that the problem is compounded by the fact that higher-income Californians are more likely to have so rooftop solar. Okay. So it's it's favoring the rich, giving them or the richer, giving them more money. Right. And we're making up for it, or the poor people who don't have the solar power. Right are making up for that. Okay. I Okay. Is there more? The California Public Utilities Commission is unlikely to make its final decision until February at the earliest. Okay. Let, let's take a step back here and say, I want to say, fine, we've got to fix that. We've got to fix that formula so that it, so that it isn't so onerous on people who don't have the money to pay for higher 
energy bills. Uh -huh. But if the net effect of this is going to be to essentially de-incentivize people to put solar panels up and get ourselves away from fossil fuel, the social cost of that is much, much more than it would to be to saving people who don't have the money to pay for higher energy mm -hmm. bills. So we've got to figure out a way to rejigger that formula, not discourage people from going to renewable energy. Is the only reason that you'd go to renewable energy uh, monetary? No. There's... Well, then, then that's not necessarily an incentive for everyone. But if the outcome of this is to essentially discourage people from going to renewables, when I say social cost, I'm talking about the environmental damage that is in the billions of dollars to our to our economy, to our communities, to everything else. We otherwise. How about we just require people, like we've been doing, to go solar? Well, the, I was just going to say, in terms of the amounts of money that we're going to be spending to mitigate climate damage, it would be much more effective and efficient and better for everybody if essentially there was a program for free solar. Uh -huh. First, to however you want to dole it out, whether it be in tax breaks or well, yeah, or it would be nice if everybody got a big slice of pie this morning. But, but we, that's not going to happen. What do you? It, why? Why isn't it going to free gonna solar? Yeah. I mean, why? Well, why uh, I mean, it, it, you know, it could happen. Yeah, it and, could. And it could. Uh, you know, Jesus could drop down from oh, the sky well, at, too. At, but at one point, I'm betting against that. At one point, energy in this country was unavailable for most people. The reason for the Tennessee Valley project was to bring power to a region of the country. There are ways Not in which... free power. Well, it's a free power, but it was power. And yeah, was... so let's upgrade our existing system. Right. Let's make it more available to everyone, right. and let's make regulations so that you can't... Uh, uh, you, you have to upgrade somehow, and if you can't afford to upgrade, then maybe loans or at least tax credits or some something. kind of tax credits or like you say that's where the money comes in to make it free for right. people who can't afford it the upgrade to get it right. would be well, easily but we're reaching a point in the progression of climate damage to where the amounts of money required to fix that. it are going to be overwhelming at the same time as it Arnold Schwarzenegger was uh, the plan he was going for was uh, penalizing people right. who couldn't afford. If it's regressive solar. and penalizing people because they don't have, I get it. I'm thereby with is the point. It needs to be uh, figured out. That's exactly what I'm and saying. And that's why Newsom hasn't come out in favor of any particular plan because he wants to hear the first proposal by right. the Utilities Commission. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's all. And yeah, good, good, good. And that's what we're all about here—a good, healthy discussion of uh, things going on. <laughs> Uh, Schwarzenegger. Yeah. I'm glad he said what he said. Yeah, me too. Because it got other people like Hiltzik and Grist Magazine to uh, respond to that. Yeah, people react to Arnold. Yeah. That's good. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. Visit us on the web at KUCI.org. On Facebook at Facebook.com slash KUCI 88.9. Oh, Waller <laughs> likes Facebook. <laughs> on Tumblr, on our Tumblr blog at KUCIRadio.tumblr.com and on Twitter and Instagram at KUCIFM. That's right. That's right, Waller. Oh, yeah, uh-huh.
from Slate Magazine. Bitcoin uh. was supposed to be currency. Now it's just a crappy tech stock. <laughs> That's what they're saying. It's... I saw a little thing by Paul Krugman this morning, and he seems to be going in the same direction, too. Maybe he read uh, Slate Magazine. Or maybe know. he listens to Weekly Signals. Probably. Yeah, I'm sure. Probably. Well, he's he been honest. on the program. Yeah. yeah, I mean, come on. He was angry at me, though. Was, I don't yeah. remember that. Was yeah. he getting get mad at you? Well, he, we, we called a little bit late. Not by much, by a couple of minutes. But oh. I'm already in my car. I was driving away, and my wife came out and told me <laughs> that, that you finally called. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. Paul. Yeah, I said, okay, I'm Paul. Prickly there, isn't he? <laughs> well, who knows? I don't know. Yeah, he's, he's having a, good a bad guy. day. Yeah. yeah. Come on, he won a, didn't he win a Nobel Prize for Something economics? Like that. And he's good, waiting on a couple of knuckleheads to what call him up. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Exactly. Digital currencies on the whole have been in free fall lately. Despite recovering every, ever so slightly, Bitcoin has lost about 45% of its value since November, while other crypto assets, such as Ether, have lost even, even more. During this collapse, the wider crypto market has lost more than $1.3 trillion of value, roughly the worth of all outstanding federal student debt. I mean, you know, it's crazy. We're, we're bickering about paying off student death, but these jackasses yeah. that invest in crypto have lost the amount right. that it would take to forgive all student loans. I know. And not a word about that, the, the, the fact that uh, eliminating student debt would unleash a tremendous sector yeah. of the economy. Yeah. People with disposable income, young people looking for good jobs who can actually take the job that they want as opposed to taking the job they have to take. Yeah. Again, this isn't a capitalist society we live in. It's a it's a socialism for the rich. Yes, exactly right. Exactly. This crypto crash is a reminder of why Bitcoin has never really worked as well as a regular currency. Reliable currencies tend to have a relatively stable value, yes. which we've said a bazillion times. It's considered a big deal if the U.S. dollar moves up or down by 10%. Bitcoin, in contrast, can move that much in a day, thanks to the massive amount of speculative trading around it, which makes it a poor medium of exchange or store of value. Investors take this volatility for granted now. Long-term, long downturns like this are normal with crypto, yeah. they say. That might be good advice, but it makes a mockery of the idea that crypto will ever be capable of replacing dollars or euros. We go to the store one day, a loaf of bread is a dollar fifty. The next day, it's four fifty. Yeah. What is going to? I mean, truly, it's the idea of it being a currency that we can depend on is ridiculous. The crypto crash is also shattering one of the big arguments in favor of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies as an investment asset class. I am convinced that this. Crypto, and there are so many different cryptocurrencies out there. I don't even, I, there's probably hundreds of them. There's dozens of them that I know of. Know of. I believe it's a way to launder dirty money. Yeah. I think it's just a glorified way of laundering yeah, dirty yeah. money. Yeah, what's that, Mahler? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Remember, remember uh, Mahler had his own he uh, had cryptocurrency. His own, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How'd that go? Yeah, not so well. <laughs> not so Oh boy! Well, that's why he's still here. Yeah, I mean, we we can be thankful. Yeah. The reason he's still I think it was called Dogbone. That's that Dogbone. Dogbone. Yeah. Dog yeah. Well, that was gone in a day, wasn't it, Mark? Yeah. yeah. Well, so what are you going to do about it? Well, he he went on and he gave he gave one of those financial reports online, and yeah. it didn't that's go well. Say. Yeah, that's yeah. Sorry. 
<sighs> because the supply of Bitcoin is capped and there's no central bank to print more, it has long been hyped as a safe place where investors could put their money if they were worried about inflation. A form of gold without the inconvenience and cost of storing gold. That's what Bitcoin was supposed to be. But Bitcoin and its crypto cousins are in retreat, even though inflation is still very much with us. In contrast, the price of gold has actually gone up. That's the oldest hedge on inflation there is. It's gone up in recent months, months and is uh, up about... Uh, is, uh, let's see, it's been stable in recent months okay. and has gone up in the last 60 days. Mm -hmm. Instead of a currency or an inflation hedge, Bitcoin seems to be acting like something else, a tech stock. Over time, its performance has become increasingly cor correlated with the NASDAQ index. Lately, investors have been dumping stocks and other risky assets in anticipation of the Federal Reserve, raising interest rates soon to try and control inflation, which they probably will. As yeah. a result, they're dumping crypto too, the investors are. Yeah. And it doesn't help matters that Russia's central bank has announced plans to ban crypto, much as China already has. Yeah, China did. There's Although, some... was it Guatemala that accepted it as its national currency? Yeah, not... <laughs> Good <laughs> move, Guatemala. It didn't go too well. No, I don't think so. There's some irony here. Bitcoin's ideological roots lay partly in the desire to create a form of private money totally free from the central bank meddling. Amen. But ultimately, like every other asset, it can't escape the influence of the Fed. Exactly. Amen, brother. We're a big country with a lot of power is this, what it amounts is, to that's these this is these libertarian a-holes who want to live outside of the system because they can't be hemmed in by the bureaucrats and all that nonsense yeah well this they're is... like house cats libertarians you know <laughs> What's that? well they live inside a house they have no idea of the system that supports them <laughs> they just they're just fiercely independent you know <laughs> until someone shoves them out the door <laughs> So if it isn't currency, if it isn't a currency, and it isn't a gold substitute, and it isn't even a very good way to diversify your portfolio, what exactly is cryptocurrency's purpose? Other than buying some drugs online, <laughs> the answer is absolutely nothing. <laughs> that was Grist or, yeah. or Michael Hilsick? Well, that... You're, you're on the wrong story. Oh, I'm here. sorry. I, I, my, my bad. Oh, my yeah. bad. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My this, bad. this, uh, I just got from the Wall Street Journal. No, not okay. from the Wall Street Journal. I forget where I got. Okay. This one. Never mind. Sorry about that. I can get it for you. Slight, I believe. Oh, slight. Okay. Good. Enough. And I know that. Uh, I know what you're doing. I gave two references. Also, Paul Krugman has said pretty much exactly the same yeah. thing. Yeah. It's a scam. Everything's a grift now. Trump's a grift. Our politics are a grift. Well, there's always been grift. It just it, seems like it's, it's hyper fancy now. <laughs> yeah, it's hyper drive. And it's got a lot of media behind it. Yeah. We're seeing a lot of it. We're seeing it. There yeah, you go. It's, there put, you go. it's putting fancy pants on. Yeah. It's, it's been given respectability, profile. Regression. I don't know about that. Well, I don't I mean, call it within certain, Well, within his base of yeah. <laughs> of deplorables yeah, yeah deplorables. and yes i said it he said it that was yeah. nathan callahan yeah it is it's january 28th if you don't think you're deplorable <laughs> well then you're even more deplorable yeah yeah exactly. from the atlantic according to the latest numbers from uh, mrc data a music analytics firm old songs now represent 70 percent of the u.s music market yeah old songs 
not new stuff. The new music market is shrinking and all the growth in the market is coming from old songs. Really? We're talking like Creedence Clearwater is and 60s is? and okay, 70s okay. stuff. The 200 most popular new tracks now regularly account for less than 5% of total streams. Okay. That rate is twice as high uh, as just three years ago. So it's not getting any better for new music. The mix of songs purchased by consumers is even more tilted toward older music. Radio stations are contributing to the stagnation, putting fewer new songs into their rotation or completely ignoring new music in favor of old hits. But not here at KUCI. Not here, yeah. yeah. You'll hear old stuff here at KUCI, interesting old stuff, but yeah. you'll hear a lot of new stuff. I, I like to say about KUCI, you can go online and look for new music all day and all night, and you'll find some. But if you want to go to one place where you're going to hear new music, good new music, this is the location, KUCI.org. Uh, radio stations typically only play songs that fit the dominant formulas, which haven't changed much in decades. Not a KUCI. Uh-uh. Our focus is on the DJ. 52 yeah. years of doing this stuff? Something yeah. like that? 53? Yeah. The algorithms curating so much of our new music are even worse. Music algorithms are designed to be feedback loops, ensuring that the promoted new songs are virtually identical to your favorite old songs. Yeah. And we don't go somewhere to look for where the new songs are. We, we kind of... Hide in the bushes. We, we leave and, it to our wonderful programmers. The uh -huh. people who come in here who want to be part of KUCI, who are diehard fans of whatever it is that they're into, and they make it happen. Yeah, yeah. amen. That's, that's, I keep saying that. We promote amen. what we like. Yeah, we promote. At a typical radio station, everything that genuinely breaks the mold is excluded from consideration almost as a rule. That's exactly how the current system has been designed to work, except at KUCI. Yeah. You're generating income. You want people, to, people gravitate to the familiar. I think some of this is a little bit of a boomer's bubble burp, if you will, of them being online and they tend to want to hear Creedence Clearwater. I think some of this might some be. Some of it may be. Adding to the new music's downturn, when a new song overcomes these obstacles and actually becomes a hit, the risk of copyright lawsuits is greater than ever before. Oh, really? The risks have increased enormously since the Blurred Lines jury decision of 2015. Remember that thing, right? Yeah. Robin Thicke and Farrell Williams versus Marvin Gaye's estate. Right. And it was all about the feel of the song, which is preposterous. I remember talking about that. Yes, I do too. Such a bad precedent that set. The result is that additional cash get trans gets transferred from today's musicians to old or dead musicians. The fear of copyright lawsuits has also made many in the industry afraid to, of listening to unsolicited demo recordings. Right. But not here at KUCI. Not here at KUCI. If you hear a demo today, you might get sued for stealing its melody or maybe just its rhythmic grooves five years from now. Yeah. Adding to the old music nightmare, the old music nightmare, dead musicians are now coming back to life in virtual form via holograms and uh. deep fake music, making it all the harder for young living artists to complete, compete in the marketplace. Uh, God. Even the music genres famous for shaking up the world, rock or jazz or hip-hop, face this same deadening industry mindset of just the old stuff. Yeah. Tonight, Friday night. Yeah. New Riders of the Plastic Groove. Yeah. All right. If you want to hear music, um, and there's a, there's dozens of shows that I could talk about yeah. on this. Well, you just like... Uh, you know, I like Dennis. 
Yeah, you like Dennis. So you're plugging you your show. I am because yeah. because I can't tell you how many times I've turned it on and I've just it's great stuff and it's stuff that he curates from all over the world. Yeah. He's he's been doing it a long time. There's just so many shows here. I mean, like Jason Plasky. I'm just gonna say yeah. Jason Plasky's intermissions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, There's so nights. many here. So many. This news makes you angry. May I recommend a donation to KUCI because we love to play me new music? Yeah. Yes, go to KUCI.org. Your generous donation is how we stay on air. That's right. Yeah. And please forgive me if I didn't mention your show. There's so many. I know people might Let's be... go down the list. Yeah, let's go run, run down the list. Forgive you. I'm, my apologies. You have favorites. Mike's has favorites. Yeah, yeah. I don't listen to radio because it's, you know, I'm just nuts. <laughs> Well, you've always been an advocate for as long as I've known you of kind of, I'll call it open source music. I don't know. What do you call it? What, the, the sort of the idea of liberating us from copyright uh, restrictions. Oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Public domain. Public domain. Yeah. Thank you. That's the word. Yeah. yeah well, that's a whole different topic. Right. From the Wall Street Journal, Spotify is removing Neil Young's music after he challenged the music streaming service with an either or threat. Either cancel Joe Reagan or Rogan and his anti-vax podcast, or Neil wanted his music off the platform, one or the other. Yeah. This came after a recent open letter by 270 experts, scientists, and healthcare professionals also called upon Spotify to take action over Rogan's dangerous COVID misinformation. Of course, Spotify chose COVID information propagandist Rogan mainly because they signed a $100 million exclusivity deal with Rogan in 2020. Yeah. But I've heard, just read today, Wall Street Journal was reporting that it was an incredible amount of music and streaming, mainly. Streaming was missing now from Spotify after Young. I mean, I, I, I don't even want to say the figure because I'm sure it couldn't be right. Yeah. You they mean say, just by him being off Spotify, yeah. it cost this much money? Yeah, this much streaming has been taken away. Okay. Because a lot of people were listening to him. The previous story. Yeah. A lot of people apparently are listening to older music. Yeah, so. along with repeatedly suggesting young, healthy people don't need the vaccine, contrary to scientific ev uh, advice, Rogan featured Dr. Robert Malone, a controversial virologist who was involved in the development of mRNA vaccine technology, but has since spread falsehoods about COVID-19 vaccines. Malone, who is now a spokesperson for the anti-vax movement, argued the COVID-19 pandemic was akin to the mass formation psychosis. Akin to mass formation psychosis. That's uh, an attempt to hypnotize groups of people to follow messages against their will. You mean Trump supporters. Must get yeah. vaccinated. Yeah, yeah. Must get vaccinated. Yeah. Trump supporters. You know, I mean... I, I I think it's the opposite. I think it's people like Dr. Robert Malone who are doing the uh, mass hypnosis, yeah, if anything, yeah, yeah. must not, freedom, freedom, <laughs> must be free, cannot be living. Yeah, I, I, I've said this to you before, and, and that is, there was a time in my life when I was willing to entertain any conspiracy theory. There was just nothing beyond my, you know, to explain the unexplainable. But I've also grown up and learned a few things. And when tens of thousands of people die within a few months of something that has come into our country, I am willing to believe that science is the answer. And they're not, and that- the, well, Science is just a matter of getting data right. and testing it. Right, exactly That's science. Right. Ultimately, that's it. Yeah. 
ultimately, and the good thing about science, if it's if it proves that they were initially wrong, they will fix it. They will yeah. go back and make the proper assessments. Yeah. This is yeah. By so, the way, I, just quick, uh, Rogan, Joe Rogan. I never listened to his podcast. I know him. I've seen him on yeah. other things, and he reminds me of this generation's Howard Stern. He's kind of okay. one of those guys. You can hear him, and there's some things you go, yeah, I agree with this guy. But then there's there's this thread of this kind of angry, nasty thread running through his commentary that's off-putting. And, and in this case, he's he's a danger. Yeah. Well, I think he wants to be loved. I yeah. think that's what he wants to be followed. He wants to be yeah. famous yeah. in yeah. Uh, above all else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And this mass formation psychosis probably applies to him more than it does to uh, anything else. It was also uh, part of uh, the rise of the Nazis in 1920s Germany. That's what they're trying to characterize it as. But it wasn't anything. This is this mass formation psychosis. Those words yeah. are just don't mean it's not a psychological term. Right. It's something know. that sounds vaguely sociologically yeah. speaking. Uh, it might be something. Okay. Well, anyway, Neil Young said Spotify has become the home of life-threatening COVID information, lies being sold for money. And given the amount that they paid Rogan, it sounds like he's right. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, what do you want to do now? Well, we, that yeah, that kind of that kind of huh? ties together oh. our corruption conversation. By the way, uh, from the New York Times, a school board in Tennessee voted unanimously to ban mouse. A Pulitzer Prize-winning graphic novel by Art Spiegelman about the Holocaust from being taught in its classroom because it contains material that board members said was inappropriate for students. Yeah, Members of the board said the book, which portrays Jews as mice and Nazis as cats, in recounting the author's parents' experience, uh, experience during the Holocaust, contained inappropriate, inappropriate curse words, as opposed to appropriate curse words. <laughs> You know, what? How, what's an appropriate curse word when dealing with Nazis? Yeah, and the Holocaust. Yeah. And a depiction of a naked character. Ooh, a naked, drawn oh mouse. Oh, my God, I've got vapors. Uh, yeah. give, me, give me something. I, I need, yeah. Spiegelman said he was baffled by the decision. It's leaving me with my jaw open like, what? He yeah. said in an interview on Wednesday, the day before the Holocaust, Holocaust Remembrance Day. Jeez. An odd time to pull his book. Wow. After reading the minutes of the meeting, Mr. Spiegelman said he got the impression that the board members were asking, why can't they teach a nicer Holocaust? Yeah. And that's what it feels like yeah, here. Yeah, it does. Yep. By the way, Art Spiegelman, yeah. friend of the show. Yeah. We had him on. Yeah. Very nice uh, gentleman. Very nice. Yeah. It, it, and he liked us, I think. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, I uh, memory serves. You were kind enough to buy that book for me. I really appreciate that. You bought, you oh, bought mouse. Yeah. I bought mouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he's a, he's a, yeah. it's a great one. It is a great one, by the oh, way. I mean, it it was so popular back when was that 1980s? I think yeah. when it came out. Okay. Maybe not. Maybe even before then. Yeah. But, and and I don't think it corrupted anybody. I don't think anybody listened to the language in that book and somehow. In the, in, the, in the same way Animal Farm reframed something so that in some ways it gives you a better or, or yeah. maybe an easy, more easily digestible frame in which to understand something. Yeah. It was brilliant. It was brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. And I... Yeah. From the Washington Post, the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, Space Administration is recruiting citizens to keep an eye on the clouds and help document a changing climate. 
Up to 70% of Earth's land mass is covered with clouds at any given time. Clouds can warm the atmosphere by trapping heat from the Earth's surface, but they can also cool it by shielding the planet from the sun's intense rays. Anyone can be a National Aeronautics and Space Administration citizen scientist. All it takes is a smart form or smartphone or computer and an eye toward the sky. Participants can use the Globe Observer app to identify and report on clouds and atmospheric visibility in their backyards. They are asked to time their observations to coincide with satellite flyovers, helping NASA scientists clear up questions about clouds the satellites have had a hard time identifying. Another way to participate is through NASA Globe Cloud Gaze. Participants use the Zooniverse platform to look at existing sky photographs and identify cloud types and things like smoke plumes. This year's NASA Globe Cloud Challenge lasts through February 15th. You too can help the National Aeronautics and Space Administration understand our climate. Learn more at bit.ly slash NASA clouds. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash N-A-S-A clouds. That's good. Yeah. And finally. Can I very quickly before we go? We mentioned two prominent people on this program, two Nobel Prize winning people. Well, you're making that up. Paul Krugman. Paul Krugman. Won a Nobel Prize. Uh -huh. And Art Spiegelman, Art won, Spiegelman. A uh -huh. won a Nobel Prize. Yeah. Both of them have been here, not literally, but through. Airwaves. They've Airwaves. spoken with us. Through the miracle uh -huh. of modern technology. I know that impresses you. On our program. Uh -huh. I just want to let people know. Thank you very much. You're, you're, welcome. you're welcome. You're welcome. You're great. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. That offends me. And finally, from the Portsmouth News, a tale about a dog. Yeah, that's right, Molly. A tale about a doggy. Are you ready? Are you ready? Here we go. Yeah. Millie, a Jack Russell Terrier, was stranded on mudflats near Portsmouth, England, when rising tides threatened to sweep her out to sea. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, don't worry, Mahler. For four days, police, firefighters, and coast guards tried to rescue her, but to no avail. Yeah. With only hours left before Millie would have been swept off her feet and into the ocean, rescuers attached a sausage to a piece of string that was attached to a drone. Then they flew the drone over the mudflats, where Millie licked her chops and followed the sausage toward her rescuers away from the rising tides for safety. According to the drone research and rescue team leader, Chris Taylor, we certainly would consider using sausages again. You can subscribe to the Weekly Signals Weekly Review podcast at weeklysignals.com. Weeklysignals.com. Subscribe now.